And we're back. Hello. <laughs> this is Chrissy. This is Casey. And we are the Two C's Podcast. Yeah, we are. Sorry, it's been a while. It's been since March 21st. That's insane. We've got a long list of new listeners. Well, I mean, life happened. <laughs> it's true. Winocky, Wisconsin, and I know I said that wrong, it's fine. Vastra Goat Goatland. You said that one wrong. Too. I definitely said that <laughs> one wrong. Riverview, Florida, Lincoln, Nebraska, North Hollywood, California, Clearwater, Florida, Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Be and yeah, so okay. Bethel, Connecticut, Rio Grande do, do Sol, Brazil, and Rio de Janeiro. Uh, Highland, California, Pooler, Georgia. I think that's amazing. Lovett Town and Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Willow Grove reminds me of Little House on the Prairie. I wonder yeah. if it was. Oh, I wonder if it was around back then. Or the street from um, Desperate Housewives. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, neither. Neither can I. That was a long time ago. Dorchester. Not as long as Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Dorchester, Massachusetts. Farmington, Michigan, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, New Brunswick, Canada, okay, Pirkanma, Finland, and I know I said that wrong. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure it's not Finland. Finland. <laughs> and Flanders, Belgium. Wow. Welcome. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> and welcome to all our craziness people. Well, yes. Not welcome. I mean, thank you for still listening. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome. It's been a while, guys. Uh, so this week, this week, like we're gonna start doing this every week, guys. Work's really, really busy. Chrissy's working like six billion hours a week and i know that doesn't exist in the real world but it's a lot though yeah but they have a new buddy at work and they're gonna get the get her trained up and hopefully we can start doing this at least every other week instead of a month and a half later we'll see <laughs> well it'll take at least a I know. month to get her trained enough to where she can do stuff on her own anyways i know but chrissy's excited so, my story this week is, my sources, I should say for my story this week, is a CBC News article titled Charisse Diane Marie Houle, and I'm sorry if that's not how you say her last name. I mean, let's be real. She's not going to be listening to this. No, but her family might. That's sad. Well, not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, if they are, are related, if they are related to us, then they're definitely listening. They're not. <laughs> so, and then I also, okay, and then also an article written by Steve Lambert um, from Winnipeg, Winnipeg, the Canadian Press, published uh, October 17th in 2017, and so this has nothing to do with Charisse's case. She was just mentioned in the article. 
So the article's title is Family of Indigenous Women Who Was Decapitated Says Killing Split Community. So um, also an episode of Taken, and I think it aired October 11th, 2016. I could be wrong about that date, um, but they also have that show Taken also has an episode based on Sharice. Sharice's story. So, um, Sharice Diane Marie Hule was 17 years old and she is from Manitoba's Ebb and Flow First Nation. She was last seen May 21st, 2009. Where's that at? Canada. Winnipeg, Canada. That's a crazy ass name. The Ebb and Flow First Nation? Yeah. I don't know. It sounded real weird. Well, at first I thought, is that a song? Because isn't there like ebb and flow? I don't know if that's a song. I'm making that up. Not any song I've heard. But. But who knows? Anyways. You listen to some weird shit. <laughs> I do listen to some weird shit. Okay. So anyways, back to Sharice's story. So she was last seen May 21st, 2009. She was reported missing May 25th, 2009. Her family said they had heard from her in June. It didn't give a date. So I don't know who for sure, like, did the missing person report on in May. But, um, so that's when it started. So, um, Sharice was turning 18 July 7th, 2009. And her and her family were planning a celebration. So that's why they said, um, I mean, I don't know if that's why they said they heard from her in June, but that's, they heard from her in June because they were making plans for her 18th birthday celebration. But she disappeared in May? Well, she disappeared May 25th. So I don't know if the last time they talked to her was June 1st. And I don't know who reported her missing. Interesting. I wonder if they actually spoke to her. Or if, like, it was a text message or something. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't go into great detail. Um, but unfortunately, her body was found July 1st, Aww, 2009. That's sad. Six days before her birthday. So, Charisse has, um, had, well, I'm going to say she has a sister because her sister's name is Jessica. Not that she had a sister. Um, she has a sister named Jessica and a brother named Jordan. And Jessica and Charisse were two peas in a pod. They were very close and they were only a year and a half apart. And I would say that we would call them Irish twins if they were Irish, but they're not. So the kids mostly lived with their mom in Winnipeg. Uh, but during their teens, they were put in child and family services care. So I don't know if that's who called in May, um, because like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't give a whole lot of information on who actually called. Yeah. Um, so in their teens, they were taken to child and family services care. Um, Jessica said that they had split the kids up ver the very first day. So the two I kids, don't like it when they do that. I don't like it either. Unless there's like behavioral behavior behavioral thank you problems 
and you have to separate them, then I can kind of understand. But if there's not, I don't think you should be able to separate them. Yeah. So the girls saw each other during cultural programming uh, that taught them about their heritage. Um, their Ojibwe heritage. And I know I butchered that. And I am so sorry. Eben Flow First Nation. Because... It's just a great name. I just... I swear there's like a movie called Ebb and Flow or something like that. I don't know. Anyways. Jessica said it was funny and at first um Sharice and her didn't know what they were doing. Um <laughs> she, Jessica says we would try so hard to pretend we knew how to fancy shawl dance she said but they had no idea. <laughs> so eventually it became natural for us um this is jessica speaking and that's when we really started to learn about ourselves um jessica said that the cultural identity gave them a new sense of pride and one of purpose and the girls stopped experimenting with drugs and in 2008 jessica turned 18 and got her own place so the plan was for sharice to do the same as well what is there an ebb and flow? There is, but it's not what you think it is. Is it a movie? No, it's clothes from Stitch Fix. Oh, okay. Well, I've heard it. Yeah, probably from Stitch Fix. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so when Charisse had turned... um, Oh, excuse me. Charisse had an 18-month-old son at the time of her disappearance. At first, when her body was found, the, Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Police Wait. Service... Yes. How old was her son? He was 18 months. I know that you said 18 years. And I was like, she wasn't even 18. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. No, he's only 18 months. Okay. <laughs> that makes more sense. Poor child. Um. So the Winnipeg Police Service did not call it a homicide when her body was found. Okay. Uh, Jessica said that Charisse had slipped a month before the tragedy and had requested a drug warrant from her social worker, which would have forced her into drug rehab or drug treatment and at the Manitoba Youth Center. So I She requested it? Yeah. So I'm thinking it's like she wanted um now this is me just speculating. No, she probably had a drug problem and wanted help. Yes. And so they, she asked for help, and Charisse did not get the help that she needed. Of course not. Um, the WPS, which is Winnie Police Service, and I think that's supposed to say Winnipeg, and I just went with an abbreviation. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Winnipeg. <laughs> Police oh Service. So initially... Um, Okay, so the WPS initially investigated Sharice's death, and in 2012, Project Devote, a task force that specializes in missing and murdered person cases in Manitoba, adopted it. So, I don't know... I don't know if the WPS was like, we're done, and the other people were like, you're actually not, because you didn't really do anything yeah 
But Charisse's mom, Barbara, said both authorities have not provided her with much information about what they found. Barbara said that she met with Project Devote investigators for the first time in November of 2014. Now, remember, this she disappeared 2009. So, five years after Charisse was found dead is when she got together with these people. She didn't talk to them at all before that? Well, I don't think in, like... It doesn't sound like they were for very forthcoming with any news. To be fair, like, it's a pretty new investigation. So I can understand why they wouldn't give her any details. But they should at least tell her if her daughter was murdered or not. Yes. I mean... Yes. So... Charisse was not the only violent death within the Hooley family, unfortunately. Charisse's younger brother, Jordan, was shot and killed on Maryland Street in Winnipeg in September of 2012. So Barbara says she remains hopeful, though. Barbara, has att Barbara attended the first national roundtable on missing and murdered indigenous women and girls in February. I'm not sure what year. I'm I'm assuming since maybe 2017. Um since it's from the second article. Sorry guys. It's been a while. <laughs> so write it out in order. Well, <laughs> it took place in Ottawa and it gave Barbara the opportunity to meet with other families that have lost girls and women. So, reps from Canada's federal and provincial governments and members of six national Aboriginal organizations were also in attendance. So, Barbara and Jessica both support the possibility of a national inquiry into missing and murdered Indigenous girls and women in Canada. Well, they, like, get murdered all the time or kidnapped and, like, nobody looks for them at all. Yeah. And it's not just in Canada. It's no, 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 no. It's also in the U.S. as well. Uh, but yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's sad that no one talks about it. Well, and, like, I, I understand, like, if they're on a reservation, like, the reservation is who has to investigate it because outside, like, um, <clears throat> authorities or whatever are not allowed to conduct investigations on reservations. But I feel like even like, well, why can't you spread the word that this person is not here? Because just yeah. they might not be on the reservation anymore. True. So while Barbara waits for that inquiry to become a reality, she will share Sharisa's story and try to reverse damage caused by initial reports, which she fears her grandson Sharisa's son will see later in life. And that's mostly that just because she slipped into drugs again doesn't mean that she's not important. She is important. Charissa's story is very important. So Barbara says, I don't want people to remember Charissa as somebody who was just drug addicted and lost on the streets. I want people to know she was a very good person. Charissa's death unfortunately remains a mystery and no one has been charged. So according to Barbara, Charisse's son has said to her, if I could have one wish, I would, 
I wish I could see my real mom for one day. So if you know anything about Sharice's disappearance and murder, please contact 1-888-673-3316. And that is from the Taken article. A CBC article also said contact MMIW for missing, murdered, and indigenous women at cbc.ca or anonymously via secure drop. And that is my story this week. All right. I did mine um, on Brandon Swanson, who disappeared. Um, so my sources are Wikipedia, FBI Viacap, and then also an article by Trisha Tarin Scoffs. I didn't pronounce that right, but that's okay. We're um, sorry, Trisha. Yeah. Uh, and it's through the vault. It's a news um, website or whatever. And then it was just the name of the article was, I believe, was Disappearance of Brandon Swanson. Okay. Weird. Um, anyways, so Brandon Swanson was born on January 30th of 1989 in Marshall, Minnesota. He was 19 years old when he disappeared. He went to Marshall High School and graduated in 2007. Uh, Brandon went to Minnesota West Community and Technical College after he graduated from high school and was studying wind turbines um, at the campus in Camby, Minnesota. So weird. When we have a Camby, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird when <clears throat> we have names like of same cities or whatever. Um, so classes or the classes for school. Um, the end of the school year ended for the year on May 13th of 2008, which seems really early. But May maybe what? May, May 13th, but they probably start a month earlier. Pro oh, yeah. I'm sure they started in August. That's so weird how every place is different. Anyways, um, so Brandon stayed in Canby um, for that evening to celebrate the end of um, his first year with a bunch of friends from school. Because they were all together um, celebrating. Um, he went to two different parties. His friends told the police that Brandon was drinking a few alcoholic beverages. But not enough where he would be drunk. Like he seemed fine um, when he left. And he didn't have any problems. So, um, But I mean, you don't really know. You don't know what he was doing in his car after he left either. So, True. Um, but Brandon left Camby for, um, it was a 30 mile drive from where he was to drive home or not home, but to his parents' house. Okay. Cause I, I'm assuming that he was living on campus and then when school was over, he drove back to his parents' house, like for summer break or whatever. Okay. Um, and that was just before midnight. So around 2 a.m. So... An hour and a half later than what it would have taken him to get home. Okay. Um, Brandon called his parents, uh, Annette and Brian Swanson, from his cell phone. He told them that he had driven his car off the road and that he was stuck in a ditch. Um, 
Brandon told his parents he wasn't hurt and asked if they could come and pick him up. So they immediately got in their truck and drove out to where uh, he was telling them that he thought he was because there wasn't any road signs around. Yeah. Him. So he was just like rough guessing where he was based on like how far away he got and whatever was where he thought he was. Um, so they stayed on the phone with him, um, or they tried to, his phone dropped a couple times, but they would all always call back or he would call them back and they would get through to each other. Um, the whole time that he, they were driving to go meet up where he was. So Brandon stayed with his car while he was talking to his parents, um, and was trying to signal them by flashing his lights on and off. Uh, but he couldn't see them and they couldn't see him. So when they got to where they thought he should be. They still couldn't they see anything. They couldn't see anything. Yeah. Um, after Brandon's parents couldn't find him, he told them that he was going to leave the car and walk towards lights um, of the town. He believed that he was near Lind. Um, just a small town that's about seven miles southwest of Marshall, which is where he was driving to. Because that's where his parents lived. Um, he told his father to head for a parking lot of a local bar and to wait for him there and then he would just meet them then. So Brian drove to the parking lot while he was talking to his son um, and was waiting in the parking lot. So half an hour later, so shortly after 2.30 a.m., about 47 minutes into the overall phone call, because it wasn't just one phone call because yeah, they kept dropping he kept or dropping. Um, Brandon suddenly yelled out, oh shit, while he was still on the line with his parents. Um, and then it just went silent. And his parents kept trying to talk to him, um, and they couldn't get him to respond. Uh, and then, so they hung up the phone and called it back and he never answered it again. And that was the last time anyone Aww. ever saw him. At 6.30 a.m. that morning, Brandon's parents went to the Lynn police and reported him missing. Let me guess. <laughs> but Sorry, I... guys. Your son is over 18 and you're going to have to wait 24 to 48 hours. No, actually, it's I shouldn't say it's better than that, but 12 so, hours. No. You're going to have to wait until 6 a.m. No. when someone comes in. No. Oh, OK. Hold on. So, the police didn't take the report seriously and told Brandon's parents, actually his mother, that it wasn't unusual for young men to his Ugh. age to stay out all night after his last day of college classes. So, Annette, his mom, specifically recalled that one of the officers looked at her and said, No. Brandon has the right to be missing. No. Guys, we have to do better. We have to do better. Right? And this is late. Like... We have to do better. Small communities. We have to do better. He disappeared in 2007. So yes. it's not even like it Small was. Small communities. We have to do better. Yeah. Uh, so later that morning, the Lynn police finally decided that they were going to start searching for him. That's because. Isn't that nice? No, that's because someone else came on board and was like, what is this? Right. Or the parents went to the media. It doesn't say, but I hope they did. I hope they right? went to. I hope they went to the mayor. <laughs> um. So, um, they started a search, um, but could not find any trace of Brandon in town or 
on the outside of town from where he had told his parents he thought he was. Okay. So they looked all around that area and could not find him. Um, so they requested that the office of Lynn, Lion, sorry, not Lynn, wait, no, it should be, should be Lynn. No, it's a different county. Oh, Lion. So Lion County Sheriff Joel Dahl, um, they asked him to assist them to better focus the search, um, since the other, well, this is probably why the search happened. Because they went somewhere else and asked. I um, have no. So no that words. sheriff office, or well, Sheriff Dahl, um, subpoenaed um, Brandon's cell phone records to find out where he, his phone pinged. Um, and then Brandon's records show that he had actually been calling from right, right outside the city of Taunton. Along State Highway 68, um, which is the main route to Canby, which is 25 minute miles from Lynn. So he wasn't even in the right direction. Oh, poor kiddo. Right? Um, which is where he told his parents that he thought he was. Um, so searching in that area, deputies discovered Brandon's abandoned car. They did find his car. I was going to ask um, that. In a ditch, which really sucks that he left his car. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, but they found his car um, that was abandoned in the ditch, um, and there wasn't anything wrong with it, but it, like... He the, couldn't get out of it? He couldn't get out was, of the his ditch? His car was sitting... Uh, the tires weren't hitting the ground. Got it. So, like, it was stuck on something. Got it. But there wasn't actually any damage to the car. So and he I, couldn't I, get out. I just want you to know that I'm not blaming Brandon for leaving his car. I just well, wish no. he would have stayed. Well, I wish he would have followed the road and not went through the woods. Okay. We haven't gotten to that part. I'm sorry. Well, they don't really say it, but I mean. Got it. They don't come out and say it, but I'm I'm assuming since they searched like. Well, he probably went towards lights. Well, I think he went. He, yes. And he went through. Instead of following the road. Okay. And I think if he would have just... Well, I don't know, because I don't know what happened well, to him. Well, and so. we weren't there, and we don't know what we would do. Right. But we def- you definitely should stay with I'm the not, vehicle. Well, unless... I don't know, because it would depend but on he, how late it was, well, and, and I'm he a thought, And he thought he knew where he was. Right. Which is true. Um, so... Since, so they found his car, and then his car was in Lincoln County instead of Lyon County. Got it. So, so then they had to bring in the Lincoln County Sheriff, which is better because then you had more people searching for him. Yes. Um. So they brought in, um, excuse me, uh, the County Sheriff, Jack Vizeki, uh, from Lincoln County, into the investigation. So Sheriff Vizeki held a held a press conference and told the media that Brandon's car had gotten hung up on the top of an incline at the edge of the road. There was no damage, which I already said, um, but it was enough to keep the wheels off of the from touching the ground, um, so it didn't allow Brandon to get his car out of the ditch. 
There was nothing else found um, wrong with the car. And due to the grass and, well, there wasn't any grass. Due to the gravel that was all around the car, there was no way to tell which way he had gone. Oh. Yeah. Or which direction. Um, so his cell phone call had been routed through a tower at the intersection of County Route 3 and 10 near Minota. I'm sure I'm not sure pronouncing that right, but whatever. Um, sorry. <laughs> we, <laughs> love you. we love you. We love you people from Minoba. Min- Minota. It looks like My Minnesota. Known? It's not Minnesota. <laughs> That's not what was in the thing. Anyways. It should be Minnesota. <laughs> no, because it would be a city, not a. No, I'm just state. saying. I'm just saying. Maybe it's a city of Minnesota. I, I don't know if that's maybe a thing. Maybe it's Minnesota, Minnesota. <laughs> kind of like Oregon City, Oregon. <laughs> well, no, because it would be Oregon, Oregon. If it was like it's if true. you were doing the same. Yeah. Okay. California, Sorry. California. Sorry, Minnesota. <laughs> Minna. Minota. M- Minota? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I apologize. I'm sorry. I should have gone to Google Translate and figured out how to <laughs> I've gone to Google Translate for everything. I know. I know. And I hate to tell you, it steers you wrong every time. It, it sure does. <laughs> well, especially since we live next to Estacada. <laughs> Estacada Highway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brendan. <laughs> My little thing flew by. Anyways, okay, so, um, so his cell phone call had been routed through a tower at the intersection of County Route 3 and 10, near that one town. <laughs> near Minnesota. <laughs> another town along Highway 68. See, another town along Highway 68. Minnesota. <laughs> okay, hold on, because we're going to take a break really quick. And we're back! You guys missed us. <laughs> I doubt they did. <laughs> okay. So, on May 15th, um, the call was determined to have come from within five miles of the tower. Or, they pinpointed it to within five miles of the tower. So, searchers were concentrating their efforts um, there. Since part of that circle included Yellow Medicine County to the north, authorities from that jurisdiction also took part in the um, search. So, there's lots of different... Good, I'm glad. Yes. I started just wish off. They could have found started him. off real crappy, right? Uh, during the search of the surrounding area, a red light atop a Towton grain elevator could be seen. So searchers thought that it was possible that the red light Brandon had seen had led him to believe that he was near Lind, and it actually wasn't. Oh, Lind. um, and that it was within walking distance as well. Uh, ground searches, a flyover um, by an aerial team, and search dogs were all brought in as well from Twin Cities. Um, a team of bloodhounds from nearby Coddington County, South Dakota. I love me some bloodhounds. Right. Picked up a three-mile trail that largely followed um, the field roads west to the northwest to an abandoned farm. 
then along the Yellow Medicine River to a point where it appeared to enter the stream, indicating that Brandon had traveled on foot to the rushing spring water. From there, um, the canines, canines lost the scent. Um, their handler said that the dogs did follow what we believe to be Brandon's scent to the river, and then that was it. When police spoke to Brandon's father, he told them that Brandon had told him and his wife while he was on the phone with him that he was passing a bunch of fences and had heard water nearby. So they're pretty sure that, that he had that's followed where, that route. Yes, that is the scent that they um, that the dogs had followed was Brandon's actual scent. Um, so the police's theory is that Brandon might have drowned um, in the because I guess it's a really fast. Um, I was just gonna ask, is yeah. it? Um, is it so fast? they brought boats, um, from the state department of natural resources, um, to the river they, and then they were, um, dragging it, dragging it and they would put up fences. So they knew like which parts they had already, um, searched. Um, but they didn't find, they didn't ever find him. So, Aww. but I mean, that doesn't mean that he didn't. Well, it doesn't mean that he didn't go in. Right, or that he didn't um, go, like, wash down whatever. Well, I figure he'd wash downstream anyways if it was fast. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, in some areas in Lincoln County, the water um, had been 10 feet deep on the morning of his disappearance, but had gone down by the time that the area was searched, uh, which actually helped them to drag the bottom of the... Um, the river or whatever because yeah. there wasn't as much water and they thought that they would have a better chance of finding him if he had drowned uh but they didn't um deputies also walked the river's bank uh horses and all train vehicles were deployed in the surrounding area however lynn county sheriff Dahl decided not to do a more organized extensive ground search um after their original search because there was no signs of brandon anywhere um and they had searched everywhere that his cell phone like had the five pinged. mile radius or whatever of where his yeah um so he called off the search the the sheriff yeah that's always a hard um, decision right and i don't know how long they did the search it didn't say um so i don't know how long they were searching for i would assume that it, it was at least a week if they had five miles that they had to... Yeah, for every place that, that it pinged. Yeah. Um, so, however, Sheriff Zeki, which is was that county's um, sheriff, uh, continued to walk the two miles of the Yellow Medicine area every day for 30 days. That's a good man. Right? Um, to see if he could... If maybe his body came up or... Um, Something was found. Right. A anything. Because you don't know what, you know, the weather was like or whatever. And yeah. You, you don't know. Um, but he didn't ever find anything either. Uh, the Yellow Medicine River has been the subject of extensive searches over the years, including excavation efforts in areas where the dogs have led law enforcement. Um, we've had excavators come in and sift through the dirt looking for something, anything, 
whether it's remains or any kind of property of um, Brandon's. Um, the most recent took place in the fall of 2021 uh, because the river had dried up due to a drought. Um, so they were like digging in the mm-hmm. mud. Well, it probably wasn't mud. It probably was just dirt um, to see if maybe like something had gotten washed underneath the dirt or whatever. Um, but still nothing they couldn't find anything. Um, since Brandon disappeared, his parents have left their porch light on every night as a symbol of their hope that he would eventually return or be found and still do and still hope to from this day that he will be found or just come home. Um, searches resumed that fall after the fields that were planted shortly after Brandon had disappeared had been harvested for the season. Um, Dogs on those searches continued to follow scents of human remains into an area northwest of Porter that had not been searched earlier. Um, efforts picked up again in the spring after the snow melted um, before pl- the new planting season started. Um, and then that continued through 2011. Um, but again, they didn't find anything. Uh, and then there's a lot of people, which this really pisses me off, um, but there's a lot of people that own farms and stuff that would not let people onto their property to search it for him. Because they have secret stashes of pot? Um, no, because they're farms and they wanted to bring the dogs in and they were afraid the dogs were going to... Um, they have secret stashes of pot. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I don't either. I don't either. I'm speculating. Um, But, like... I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Right. Then then you take the initiative. But they did say that the people, like, plant their and walk their um, land all the time. Which is true. So, like, they were pretty sure that if he had gotten lost or, like, dropped something or whatever, they would have found it. And they... Nobody had brought anything forward. So as far as they know, he's not on any of their property either. Well, I hope they don't own more than 20 acres because I don't walk our land. And I can certainly say that the dog has picked up various bones of animals. Yeah. That are wherever. But, um... They still are working with the landowners, trying to get them to allow them to come onto well, the property. I I just think, I get it. Whatever it is, it has to do with their dogs and, and being I get, around their cattle. Oh, well, God, I mean, let's talk about Stella and the cows well, that well, we have, or the goats. That's I what get it, it. I totally get it. But, but like, they're trained. But also, yeah, because they're, they're not going to give two shits about your cattle. Stella, on the other hand, will eat you. But I'm wondering if, I I mean, I don't know why it would matter, but the reason why they don't, because even the sheriff was like, I understand why they wouldn't because of the dogs. But But, it's like, but the dogs are trained, so they're not going to like. And they don't dig. No. They just signal. Well, they, no, some of them do dig. Uh, Well, if they're Kyle's dogs, they dig. (laughs) 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 And if they're Stella, they dig. I'm going to say that she has tried to kill um, many bunnies that have dens in our property. Right. 
So it, it has something to do with the dogs and the cattle. He didn't really explain it. He just said that he did understand why they wouldn't, but that they are continuing, continuously trying to work. I just wish that if you're not going to let police onto your property for whatever reason, well, then I, you you get your family together. Here's my problem with it. And you if walk you it. No, if you don't want the dogs on your property, then for whatever reason, then you say, okay, you guys can come on and or do that. a search, but yes. no dogs are but allowed on my that's, property. That's what makes me think someone's got a stash of something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> but I mean, it's a different state. And I know, I know. And really weird about their and I'm probably, I'm property. I get it. Like, but then you take the initiative well, and he to did. search he it. He said that that they walk their property all the time. Yeah, but do they walk the whole thing? I don't know, Casey. <laughs> that's that's the question. I would I assume have. that when they went to them and said whatever, that they checked their whole entire property. Okay. Um, my only problem is I hope that one of your children never disappear and somebody won't let them on their property to check their For trash. sure. Like I, I just think it's ah like yeah. I get it. But still. Yeah, I don't know. There's a family that doesn't have their child. Right. So in 2010, or 2010, the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension took over as lead agency on Brandon's missing person case. Uh, They set up a tip line and by 2015 had received 90 leads. 90 leads. Um that had been reported through the tip line from the tips searches officially resumed, which is why they started doing more searches. And, um, the excavation was from the tips that they got from the tip line. Um, so, and then those tips put them in a different area of interest. Um, towards Mud Creek, a tributary of the Yellow Medicine North, um, and northwest of Porter. So they weren't checking Mud Creek because it was outside, I believe, of the five mile mm-hmm. thing. So they checked there as well, but again, they didn't find anything. Um, so although the trail followed by the dogs went to the Yellow Medicine area, Annette Swanson doesn't believe that Brandon drowned there. Uh, she says that she was told that after the dogs went to the water, they continued up the opposite side of the thing. So he crossed it? Yes, is what she's thinking. So I'm not sure. There's like conflicting stories. So I, I don't know. She was told that, but then um, the dog handler had said that the scent disappeared when he went into when the dog went to the water so i'm not sure hmm. I, I don't know um let's see so um she was told that the dogs went across the other side of the river um to another gravel road where it continued north towards the yellow medicine county line and ended um, she said that there really is nothing to indicate that he's in the river. So she doesn't think that he is. And that if he had been, she's pretty sure that he would have been found already. Um, so Brian Swanson, which is Brandon's dad, 
also said that, <coughs> excuse me, although his son did drink alcohol earlier in the evening, um, he didn't at the time seem disoriented or confused while they were speaking on the phone. Like, he seemed completely fine. He was positive he knew where he was. Um, he saw the light, and that's where he was going because that's where the town was. He didn't sound like he was, like his speech was slurred or anything. His dad said he it sounded completely normal. He wasn't giggling like I no. did. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Um, so, um, if Brandon is still alive, there are other possibilities, although they appear completely remote and people are pretty sure, or the police are pretty sure that he's not alive. Um, but they said he could have intentionally disappeared, but his parents don't believe that he would have done that at all. Especially if he was trying to get them to come pick him up. If he called them that night, right. he's not going to be like, I'm just going to Sorry, go. guys. Right? <laughs> um, so Sheriff Bizecki said that he couldn't rule out foul play, um, even though there was no evidence because whatever. Like, you don't know what happened to him after he started yeah. walking into the woods or whatever. And, like he said, you don't know why he yelled out, oh, shit. Yeah, he could have fallen into the water. Right. Like, you don't know. Yeah. Um, someone could have been, this, this was really weird. He said that someone could have been hiding in the shadows and they got him that way. By Zeki? Yeah, that? Sheriff by Zeki. I was like, that's random. So, I don't know. So, hmm. After the searches, Annette Swanson um, was really, really upset by the initial response of the Lynn police that her son had a right to be missing um, when she told them how old he was. I'm his mother. I knew something was horribly wrong, she recalled later. Annette and Brian began lobbying for changes in state law that would require an investigation into the case of missing adults to begin as soon as it was reported and to be treated like any other abducted children's cases. Annette met with Marty Seifert, which was the majority leader of the state House of Representatives at that time, um, and his district was Marshall, which is where they were from. Okay. Um. And she met with him in a local restaurant. The two talked about um, the problems that she had experienced with the police department when she first reported her son missing. She knew it wouldn't Oops. help her son's case now, but it would help others in the future if something yes. Amen. was taken care of. Um, Seifert had recalled in 2015 when he was talking about it. Uh so Cypher introduced a bill called Brandon's Law that would make the required change by amending the law governing the state's existing missing child program to change the word child to person. He recalled considerable resistance at first from the state's law enforcement community as it was developed in the committee. Of course not, because they didn't want to look for people. Because adults have the right to disappear. Like, they do. And you know what? But and that's figure fine. that out. Right. Like, figure it if out. you go to them and you find them and they're like, I don't want to go back. Okay. I will let them know I found you. I'm not going to tell them where you are. And I will let them know that you are okay. Jesus Christ, people. Get off your like, asses. How hard is that? Get off it's your... your job. 
Yes. Like, we pay you for that. Yes. Um, so part of it had to do with privacy, especially regarding cell phones. Um, he told the Marshall Independent, uh, when he was re, re um, counting what was going on or whatever. Yeah. Uh, technology was emerging then, so there were discussions about privacy and when they could ping you and when they can't. So they didn't think that if an adult went missing, they should be allowed to. The police department didn't think that they should have to ping the people's cell phones. Ping my fucking cell phone if I don't show up somewhere. (laughs) If I call my parents and I'm like, come pick me up because I crashed my car. And I'm 46. (laughs) Fucking ping my phone. Right. So, um, Dennis uh, Fredrickson introduced a companion bill to that bill in the state Senate. After it passed both houses, um, it passed the House unanimously in May 2009. Governor Tim Pawlenty Pawlenty, I don't know, signed it into law with the Swansons and their daughter It's not Jamie, it's Jamine. Jemine. Jemine. That's a very interesting name. And we're sorry if that is not your name. (laughs) Right, I'm sorry. Um, We're just going to call you Jay. Brandon's sister. (laughs) Brandon's sister Jay. Um, So they were all in attendance um, at the ceremony. Good. Yes. Uh, The effective change also required that police, in addition to determining in their preliminary investigation that the reported person is indeed missing... Um, to determine whether that person is potentially in any dangerous circumstances. Uh, they may must also notify other nearby law enforcement agencies promptly to let them know that the person is missing. Because sometimes people you, go to different states or counties. <laughs> or counties. Uh, Brandon's law also clarifies that the agency taking the report is the lead agency that is investigating the case. For anyone that lives in Lynn County, go to a different county. Do your fucking job. Right? Um, actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't know what it's like now. But, um... God, it better be better. Right? <laughs> so, the absence of that distinction had created a lot of problems um, in the later phases of the initial sh- search for Brandon... When there were three different counties yeah. that were involved. Um, I'm sorry. Also, this... talk to each other. Right? Like, it's so ridiculous. God. Anyways. Um, so, police were no longer allowed to refuse a report based on the initial belief that no criminal activity was involved. No matter how old the person is. Maybe because they don't know yet. Right. <laughs> Even if they believe the person had intentionally disappeared. Well, you need to figure that out for sure. So following the governor's signature, the new law or the law took effect at the beginning of July 2009. Four other states had passed similar laws after that. Um, Cypher left the legislature. Legislature. In 2010, 
but he still has um the pen that Paul Lenti used to sign the bill into awesome. law. Yeah. He said, I consider it one of the most important bills I authored in my 14 years of public service. It has and will continue to save lives. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, to this day, no physical evidence related to Brandon Swanson has been uncovered, including his cell phone, eyeglasses, or car keys and clothes. So they never found his his son or his cell phone either. They just found where it pinged, but they never actually found the phone. So, if he tripped and fell down, say, a ravine, whether it was the they would the water, the phone would have pinged, or whatever. I need those people from YouTube that scuba dives in the rivers and like finds things. Yeah, but the problem is, is that they had a drought, so all of that was gone. Oh, that's true. Okay, so there's nothing to look for because they already checked it. Okay. I need some Minnesotians. I'm not sure if that's what you're called. I don't know what called. happened when he said, oh, shit. I think something bad happened. Like, I think somebody. Okay. Also, we're talking about backwoods. Because when well, I hear that, I, I think, think he, of wrong turn. Well, I, not that. <laughs> I think that he stumbled somewhere that he shouldn't have. Which could have been someone's secret stash. That, yes, that's what I'm Of something. Thinking. Of something. Um, and... Yeah, something bad happened. Yeah, which would be, because, one, where's his phone? Like, they didn't find his phone. Yeah, they would have found something. Yes. Especially if he had keys, his glasses, something. Yeah. So, I'm glad they passed a law. Me too. I hope that people are following it. I'm so sick of doing cases where the police are like, oh, he Sorry. just went away. Guys, guys, you know, they can hang out late at night because that's what kids do. If a parent is telling you that their kid doesn't ever do that. That would be like Parker disappearing. And then <laughs> the someone going. Like, he just ran away. He's with friends. No. No. Parker did not run away. <laughs> right. So. What have you been watching lately? Uh, I started watching Covert Affairs. Chrissy! Who so, killed Sarah? I know. <laughs> well, I started watching that before that came out. Oh, okay. I had watched one season already because I own it. Oh, Covert Affairs? Yes. But then I had to pay to watch the rest of them. And I was like, I'm not freaking paying to watch no. them. But on Peacock, it's yes. free. Guess what? I love Peacock. Right? <laughs> So I've been Peacock and Hulu because candy, amazing, 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 (laughs) I don't know, amazing. Also, um, you guys who killed Sarah on Netflix, you find out, you find out what happened to Sarah and it ties up like i told you earlier in a nice little bow lots of shit happens like it's tragic but oh who killed sarah so good i need to watch that new season um stranger things comes out on friday i'm so excited i know volume one does it's two volumes Okay, well, I gotta get my shit together. And, yeah, you do. And I get on season three. I watched all three seasons. 
So, wow. <laughs> this is what happens when you well, don't. Wait, they didn't have it for so long. I know. That I needed I know. to. Re... Well, I should probably rewatch most of it. I I'm not going to rewatch all of it. Back in there. Oh, it was like watching it for the first time all over again. There was so much stuff that happened that I was like, oh my God, I totally don't remember that happening. Hmm. Maybe I will rewatch it then. All right, guys. We promise we'll be back sooner that rather than later. It, but at least a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I already have my next story. Um, I are we still doing months? No. Well, okay, I don't know I, when my person disappeared. Okay, because I have one that I wanted to do before that I didn't do because we went out of the month because yeah. it took too long. So I want to do that one. So So I I am I gonna, as well have mine. So. Yes, I have mine as well. But I also am going to be working a lot, so. And I, I got a promotion. Chrissy got a promotion. Well, I got a bump you, up. It wasn't. But it's a promotion. Well, I guess it is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It is. You went yeah. from CSR 1 to CSR 2. True. That is a promotion. Yeah, you're right. So. Also la pasta, everybody. Have a good two weeks because it's probably going to be two more weeks until we hear until <laughs> i don't know i'll try to get it finished this week but yeah honestly it probably isn't gonna happen i don't know it depends on if we go um to the beach this weekend or not we miss you we love you guys i mean can we really say we miss them because we don't even know who most of them are i miss doing this yeah i <laughs> missed recording and yes, I miss my people. Like I have, I haven't been like obsessive. These are my people. Well, I haven't been obsessive like I was before. Like looking at yeah, the. Yeah, but now you will. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. How many people listen to us? Um. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to write someone down. I did. Uh, we also have a listener in Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh. Yeah. That just popped up today, slash, I don't really know when, because it's been a while since I looked. Yeah. It's been since last week. Well, welcome to you as well. Sorry yes. we didn't put you in I'm at sorry. the beginning. But we got you at the end. Yeah. And the end's better anyway, so. Yeah. So, we will talk to you guys in a week or two. We'll, we'll just say a two, to be, <laughs> to be sure. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, share us. If you love us. Oh, yes. Oh, and we have a Facebook page. And a Instagram page. Um, which is the Two C's Podcast. So, and S-E-A-S Podcast. Yeah. T-W-O. Yes. S-E-A-S Podcast. Yeah. All right. Later. Bye.